Diarrhea. I'm setting the bar awfully low. Titus O'Neil keeps running directly into that bar. Get him off my TV. Get him off my TV. You make me very angry. The man who has a better IQ than you, the awe-inspiring JC. You should go work for WWE because you'd be so up far up Vince's No, butt. no, no, no. Oh, you are no, such no, a no, sucker. No, no, no. You, you are. defend everything, all the bad moves they make. This is the Chopper Knocker Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the latest edition of the Jobberknocker Podcast. As always, Nestlemania alongside for the ride is a man who is a flying Uso from day one-ish, JC. Uso! Down since day one-ish. Man, I, I mean, I don't even know if Ben watched SmackDown, but that probably would have been his favorite thing ever. Sheamus killed a guy, and Jay Uso is the number one contender. It's true. It really was a Ben-ish kind of day. So, Big Ben day. Big Ben should we day. Start, should we start on SmackDown Nestlemania? Because... I'm about to make a bold statement that might surprise you. You ready for this? I'm sitting down. Friday's episode of SmackDown was 100% shine for me. Wow. I do not have anything negative to say about that episode. I enjoyed every single aspect of that show from start to finish. Every little piece, every segment, every match. I thought it was a wildly entertaining show i don't always say that i found myself not wanting to fast forward almost anything they had a mix of new stuff they had a stuff a mix of nuanced stuff they had a mix of like teasing stuff down the line and bringing stuff full circle they had people injured they had lunch boxes they had thieves they had stuff out of nowhere they had the guy on his island believe that like so i would like uh, you to tell me what your favorite part of smackdown was because i liked all of it well, there's a lot of different things on SmackDown that I uh, I really enjoyed. Um, clearly, I want to talk about this because I think it's probably something people already forgot because it happened a couple days ago. But Bailey finally gets very upset after losing the tag team title match, the rematch against uh, Shania Payne, and uh, takes her frustrations out on the one and only, the boss, Sasha Banks. This was something that we have been clamoring for for a year or two or anything, and I feel like it gets buried in the lead here that uh, this is something that everybody wanted. It happened. It was, in my opinion, a little long. Like, we got the point, and it kept going on, and I'm like, wow, they're really milking the shit out of this. But, again, I was still eating it up. So, really, they had me anyway. It doesn't really matter what I thought. So, go ahead. The reason why this was so good to me is because I didn't expect it here. You know, because you you look at spots where, like, oh, where could they do this? And it's like, it'll be on a big show, in a big moment. This literally just seemed like, sure, they lost the match, but it was just like, I did, you don't think they would pull the trigger this big in a match that was just like, you know, where it was. So for me, I was like, it wasn't even the main event. I was just like, this is great because I didn't see it coming. And you know what? You said it was too long, probably, but I didn't mind it because I thought it just added to the tension. Because hmm. by the end, you were just uncomfortable. I thought Bailey hit it out of the park. I thought Sasha hit it out of the park. This was beautiful. Now, the one thing I would like to see them do. Sasha needs to sell this. I don't want to see her on Friday. Maybe even not the next Friday. Maybe they still do the match at Clash, but they need to sell this beatdown. I would go as far as a lot of people on, on the uh, the Twitterverse, or the uh, the the YouTube face, uh, have said. That's a uh, YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook because I just don't have time to say all three. Although I just did, um, that they have said maybe save Sasha for the Royal Rumble. 
Toulon. Okay. Uh, what about what about uh, Sasha Banks return? Maybe at Hell in a Cell, like set up for Hell in a Cell. I wouldn't mind that because that's October-ish. I would love to see, right? would love you... to see those two go at it at Hell in a Cell. I think it. I, I think I think it calls for it. I think that it yeah. has uh, enough blood, so to speak. Uh, that even though there's no blood in WWE, I think that it's mm. well accidental mm. blood if you don't you know, whatever. Anyway, uh, I I just. I'm very excited for this feud. I'm excited because this is something that I think has legs for a very long time, and they're both very good at what they do. They've had one of the best matches ever, so we know that it's going to be good. But, uh, look, uh, my, my prayers are, please don't fuck this up. Like, not on their aspect of it, <laughs> but, like, everybody else who's going to put a fucking finger in the fucking storyline pie, just fucking don't like just don't don't meddle just let it fucking happen like let them tell the story they want to because they've done a, a superb job for the last six months let them tell the story they want six years bro six years That's i guess so yeah. beautiful about this this is like i don't even know on six years i'm just saying it it could be it could be a give or take I think brooklyn's but at like, least four but yeah yeah but you get my point like this this is just this goes way back and that's why this is so beautiful and this is so great and even if they try to fuck it up they're not going to be able to for me, man, because I'm excited for the ride. Choo-choo! <laughs> the little engine that canoed. Uh, look. Uh, uh, Seamus beats up a guy. We already talked about that, kind of. That was an interesting little tidbit. Hospitalizes a guy. Hospitalizes. The white noise on the car was a great spot. But know what else I loved about it? It's because the bigger theme of SmackDown. Everything kind of went together. Because why was Jey Uso in the match? Well, because Seamus took out Big E. So it was just like, this show is just a well-written, well-put-together, well-executed show. Everything was woven together throughout the night. It made sense. So, yeah, this was this was a home run. It makes sense for Big E because we were kind of talking about it in the thread last week with the boys. Like, you know, Big E's in the match. They're going to do it right away. I feel like they might, but is it too soon? But it's just all that thing. And this, this is your get-out-of-jail-free card, man, because now it's just, well, Big E's away from the title again. He's pissed at Sheamus, and he has a chance for the <gasps> super comeback. You said they get out of jail. Maybe a Uso penitentiary, perhaps? Ooh. Just saying. Just Ooh. saying. That's what we call a segue in the biz, folks. If we want to talk about it here, we can talk about it here. Let's do it. Okay, so out of nowhere, literally nowhere, RKO included, I did not see this one coming. It was bizarre. My favorite part of the night, literally, I'm probably overselling this, but it made me giggle to a point of, like, I didn't see it coming. Again, one-liners always get me when I don't expect it. Was just, like, Jey Uso in the, in the background talking to, you know, or, sorry, backstage talking to Roman Reigns and Paul, and it was, like, a whole, like, what are you doing, Uso, da 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 Then they have a, don't worry, I got you, I got you, I got you. And then, here's my favorite part, Roman Reigns leaves, and Jey Uso just goes, well, maybe we should get a steak after the show or something. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was like, so good. It was so awesome. <laughs> like, I know it's a throwaway line, but those are the things that make people people, and that makes me always laugh. And, again, it shows you that connection that they have like, they're just, they are cousins. Like, you see the pictures and the photos of them and, you know, being Little League or, or in Little, like, you know, uh, Pop Warner or whatever photos they have together. Like, all that stuff. Like, you see that and you feel that. So, I was pleasantly surprised because I figured he was going to eat the pin somehow. Uh, oh, man. Went. But once once I the saw that minute... second one, the second promo, yeah. I was like, oh, boy, win it for yourself. I was like, oh, here we go. Because really, realistically, Riddle's been cooled off. Sheamus doesn't have no business. And well, the Corbin thing had no the, business. The other guys all involved in this had feuds. So right. that's why it was kind of like it was, it was going to be weird who it was going to be because there were two feuds just in the match together. And so when they wrote it off, I'm like, well, this is this is a story here because Jey Uso and Roman Reigns, like, that's a story. No matter what direction they go with it, whether it's Roman Reigns, like, actually finally turning heel. Sorry, Internet. 
and killing his cousin. Yeah, that's a heel turn, not just sitting there, not doing anything. Uh, but we can talk about that in a minute if you want. But Or if it's that, you know, it's one of those things where eventually, imagine if they get to the pay-per-view and we're so hyped for this match and Jay just lays down for him. I, imagine I, that. I don't imagine see how that, pissed though. off people. I don't see it either. But imagine how pissed off people would be. Why? Because, why would you go through all, all of that trouble to say, "Oh, can you win one on your own?" Except without you, me or your brother helping you, or like all that stuff. Like that's a lot for me to say. And huh? I, I know. I agree. That's why I just be like, it's like this, Nestlemania. It's this right here. It is this right to your face. Oh, that's a middle finger in they, case you can't see that because he doesn't paint a very good picture to you audio ears. Well, because I was doing it to your face, bro. Bro, you have to encompass the rest of the people that are listening. Bro. So here's, 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 pin, by the way. here's my conundrum, I would say, or just it's more of a talking point anyway that I have myself in. I don't necessarily hate the idea, but it must be something, this is where I go down the rabbit hole, right? So Jay Uso, which in most circles would never sniff a main event in his lifetime. We would probably all agree with that. However, circumstances are different now. His brother's gone for a little bit. He doesn't have anything to do except host a karaoke, which he was terrible at. And then you have him kind of just floundering, doing nothing. Of course, the big dog comes back, needs a new coat of paint, as they always say. Uh, But it's different in a different way he thought it was going to be the same because roman and him have that that whole thing but here's the kicker for me for roman reigns to come back he clearly isn't going to be in a long match he didn't he 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 showed up in one as his t-shirt says so he didn't have a full match now he's protected by wrestling his family which you don't know he probably travels with so i'm based on his i'm making a giant leap here but i'm wondering based on Roman Reigns' health, as well as the current situation we all live in, I'm wondering if he said, fine, I'm coming back. However, these are the things you need to do to meet me to make me feel comfortable. And maybe, even though Jey Uso may or may not, depending on what debate you want to have, deserves to be in a main event, it's taking care of Roman in a certain kid glove kind of way to make sure, one, his health is okay, but two, to appease the man so that he can have that official heel turn that he probably desperately wanted in a long time ago. Maybe, but regardless of whatever the reasoning is, whether it's that or if it's just them just doing with it, I like it. Because this is the thing where I was getting, like, where, like you get on the internet and you're like, these people are so fucking stupid. What do we hear all the time, WrestleMania? Oh, new people should get a chance. New people should get a chance. Well, here they are literally giving a guy who's never had a chance at anything a chance and you're going to bitch about it. So you can't have it both ways. I kind of like this because it is embedded with storyline, but also it could be a very interesting match. Because like you said, obviously there's the history, but like, Jey Uso would never be someone that you just put in the main event. Right. But with Roman Reigns, it's interesting. And it's interesting to see how that style of styles will clash, what kind of story they want to tell with it. And it's just something that, like, we legit haven't seen before. And there's a reason why we haven't talked about the other show that WWE does, because that show literally is a rerun every week. Mm-hmm. The, like, SmackDown finds what it'll be interesting. Even when some stuff does get a little stale, they either inject it or they throw in some different things. So it's like, okay, this might be a little stale, but you got this going on that's hot. And so for me, I'm, I'm very intrigued by this. I was entertained by it. I think it could be a lot of fun leading up because we know the Usos can cut promos. We've already heard it, Jay cutting promos. So either way, it should be fun. I like the Paul Heyman factor because Heyman is just like that X factor, interesting little piece like doing like, because when he said, thanks, big dog for the help, he's like, no, 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 that was all Polly. It's like, okay, the wheels are clicking here. You know, there's something going on. It's interesting. No matter what you think, no matter how you think about it, there's tons of things to think about with the storyline. And I like that. All right, moving on. Anything else on this down smack that you enjoyed? Uh, dun, 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 
Dun, dun, dun, dun, dun, For those of you that are actually uh, rhythmically inclined, that was Sami Zayn's music. Yeah, I, see, you knew it, so everyone knows what it is. No, Sammy I Zane's just speak JC's. No, everyone knows Sami Zayn's song. Dun, 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 dun. It's fantastic. Sami Zayn coming out being a little bitch is good TV. I loved him yelling at Greg for being like, why didn't you call me Intercontinental Champion? I yelled at him yelling at the production truck because when he came out, the first thing I thought was like, ooh. He doesn't have the lower third that says Intercontinental Champion. He's going to be mad about that. And he fucking brought it up. I was like, yes. And then, of course, out comes the dog and pony show with Hardy and Styles. And I immediately went. I'm like, I, my mouth was watering last night. You know how it gets. Because you know what I was thinking? Triple threat ladder match with these three motherfuckers? Fucking take my money. I'm in. Let's go. Let's go. Book it now. You do have an overly wet mouth, apparently. That's what people call Oh, for triple threat ladder matches? Oh, yeah. I mean, if you sit by JC when there's a new, I don't know, interviewer backstage, usually his, his mouth starts to drool a little bit. So that's not true. So you don't, you're not a big fan of uh, Elise Ashton or whatever her name was. I had, I didn't know who that was when you brought her up to me. Um, but I think she's done a good job so far. Yeah. Okay. There's a reason why you can't. Never mind. I'm not even gonna get into it. Maybe she just, she's, she's not as special as I thought she was for you because usually you're, you're a talent I, I think scout. She's, I think she's done a very good job, Nessie. I don't know why you're trying to objectify her. Oh please. Oh please. <laughs> You, you, of all people. Anyway, look, uh, yes, there's a lot on SmackDown that people enjoyed. I enjoyed the Sami Zayn portion of this because, again, production stuff is always fun. Uh, again, you've kind of hit on everything we're hoping for. I hope at Clash it's good. I hope it's nice and easy. I would. Here's the thing. I don't think AJ Styles needs a championship right now. I don't necessarily care for Jeff Hardy. I think Sami Zayn Give me two Sammy belts Zane. would be great. Yes, two belts, Sami. Give it to me. Yes. You know, that's that's what I want. That's what I want. Give me what I want. Uh, yes. this is what we need because he has, he has, in my opinion, out of the three people here, he has more character than anybody else. hundred percent. And that's, close. and I want that character development. Close. I want him more. I want more. I want more. Anything else on the old SmackDown? Well, so we have the heavy boys being Miz and Morrison, whatever, but Nestlemania, Jomo stole the briefcase. And I love this shit. First of all, they're using the briefcase, but I love this kind of chicanery bullshit. And the best part was when they brought it backstage, I'm like, there's going to be fucking like a steak in there or something. Granted, it was a sandwich, but Jomo tried to eat it. But I love this. And then they go back to Otis. He's like, hey, hey, I don't keep it in that. I keep it in this one. He pulls up the lunchbox. I love it. I love it. They're finding new ways to use the briefcase. Finally, make it interesting. It's a little, it's like a C storyline on the show. But these guys are all talented. It's interesting. Again, it was another little piece of the puzzle that made SmackDown a perfect show. I don't think there's much more here to really talk that's, about on SmackDown. I think that's the whole show, man. I think, I think we you talked, talked about, about it. Yeah. And literally in 14 minutes. Good job. Good job, yeah, baby. Anything else on, uh, well, I guess there's some, there is some shine-worthy things on Raw. However, it was, yes. it was, I will say this much. Before we get into the heat, there is a lot of good stuff on Raw. However, wh what I've noticed lately is there are a lot of jobber alerts. And when I say jobber alerts, I'm not necessarily calling people a jobber, Zack Ryder. So get off your fucking high The alert. matches are legit really short. Yeah, legit don't matter. Legit three minutes or less. That's what I've literally clocked them at. Yes. That's when I, when I put a jobber alert out, it's for three minutes or less or your pizza's free. That's how I feel. And what sucks about that is that, because we're going to talk about stuff, and there's a lot of stuff that is like 40% good, 60% bad. But that 40% is really good. It's just... Oh, you had a three-hour show, so we have to do more of it later. It's like, why not extend some of these matches that you're making so quick and flush those out more, as opposed to just like schmozzing shit? But whatever, we're not we're not there yet. We no. do got shine, and for me, the shiniest part of the night is my favorite wrestling family right now, the Mysterio family. I fucking love this shit, man. 
Dominic is a main event player, man. He got fucking Murphy in a singles match in the main event. That match fucking ruled. It had one of the best spots of the year, Nestle. That sunset flip powerbomb through the table. Ah, oh, give me that, baby. Dominic got the win. We had the, the funny beatdown. It was so fucking weird and like the best part of it is they signed off with them still hitting him. So everyone's tweets are like somewhere the Mysterio family is still beating Murphy. <laughs> it's just like this stuff like they built towards it all night. Like like I've never really been like a big like proponent of this, but I'm really enjoying it right now. I thought Murphy played his role great too. I thought again, I thought the match was fun. And for me, this was the best part of Rock. Yeah, look, I mean I was. I, I'm not surprised that it was the main event because when you look at the rest of this stuff, you're thinking, okay, chicanery, 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 chicanery. Yeah. So uh, this one to me always made me laugh. If they don't start next week Raw with them continuously beating Buddy Murphy, I would. <laughs> I will. I'll be so mad now. But that'd be that'd be a great way to start the show. Buddy Murphy comes out and he just gets whacked again by L4. Be great. I want an exclusive on like uh, Thursday. Be like Buddy Murphy. <laughs> Well, they don't have to go anywhere. Like, it would be funny to keep having them shut the lights <laughs> off while they keep hitting Buddy. That'd be great. It'd be wonderful. Oh, man. Uh, the, the match itself was great, but as as we talked about on this program, is that, again, he had to be in a street fight. And it, Samoa so Joseph... That, hey, that dispute calls for No, no, no. It, and, and that's fine. I'm just saying, like, they are doing their best to protect him. And they should. As they should. They did. He's the future star of this company, I'm convinced now, with what I've seen. I mean, he is only 19 years old. So, I mean, Jesus, you know, whatever it is. So... Sky's the limit. Sky's the limit. He's going to be in the Hall of Fame, apparently, in uh, JC's eyes. In the Hall of Fame. So. I mean, everyone gets in the WWE Hall yeah, of Fame. Yeah, I know. I mean, so. I mean, you, you did a line of coke in the bathroom with uh, the Fink. I'm sure you'd probably get one, too. The Fink's never done coke in his life, but, you know, whatever. The Fink's awesome. Uh, <laughs> sorry, I just took a weird right turn. Uh, so, look, first off, my uh, my thought was, wow, they got a really good discount this week on ambulances because it just seems like every fucking week there's an ambulance. Um, yeah. It's, it's getting a little too much for me, but... I'm intrigued by the Orton Mac setup. There are goods and bads of both. Um, I will say it's nice to see Randy Orton take a little bit of punishment. Although I will say it's a head scratcher for me in terms of this. He had months, months of being this unstoppable force. Like just, just like venomous predator. Nobody can touch me. And now it's just so much of a like back to Randy Orton and just like, he's like a hurt puppy dog, which I'm not necessarily loving. Before he was beating up geriatrics. Now he's dealing with the guy, the Huss of Raw. The guy. So I don't mind. I'm like, so this started off kind of lame for me. The opening segment was whatever. And then they, like, the Orton Keith Lee, it's like, good God. Like, I love both these guys. This is like the sixth time they've been in a ring together in like two weeks. It's like, give it a fucking break. Plus, it's not the main event. It's in the middle of the show. So you're devaluing it and you're telling me that it's not going to matter. But then again, like, the backstage attack by Drew, like, that gets me back because, like, these two together, I think, are good. And I think they're going to be good. It's just, for me, there was just, it was too much, like, bullshit with it. It's like, just get down to brass tacks with these two, man. I don't need fucking useless filler segments because you got to fill three hours. Give me the good shit. And they gave me the good shit towards the end, like you said, but the first couple shit, I could have done without with. It's true. There's a lot of good shit in it, but there's a lot of bad shit. And again, we're going to get to Cedric uh, and all the other stuff I'm sure that we're, we will love, especially Underground, I'm sure, related that uh, you'll love too. But, there are certain aspects of the Mac Orton thing that I was going, okay, that's for a video package. Okay, that's for a video package. <laughs> you know, like you just, you sit there and you're like, you're, I mean, we watch it differently from production standpoint, but I just, like, I like the fact that he had a hairline fracture in his jaw and now Randy Orton may have a hairline fracture. Like that makes a lot of sense to me. But my only thought was based on what we saw in AEW, JC, 
at Clash of the Champions, are we going to get a jaw for a jaw match? Because <laughs> this is what it seems like oh, we're headed down. Like, is the first person going to have their mouth wired shut? You know, like, this is this is the shit that they may turn into. But Well, here's the difference between WWE and AEW is WWE does something and AEW just makes fun of it. So WWE isn't as reactionary as AEW is. So I would expect them not to do that. Well, here's hoping not. Let's get into uh, the business. Do you think the business is time? Do you want to talk about all this stuff? Let's get to the business, brah. Let's get to the business. So this was something that I did not see coming. And uh, I will say, let's get the heat out of the way very quickly. A six-man tag that shows into an eight-man tag. Obviously, on the Nestle list, fuck you. But that is what it is. They Uh, did three weeks of programming for this feud in one night. Yeah. It was so. it was like they were like oh shit uh, a match and a fucking MVP and a VIP excuse me and then they were well, fucking you know what, man I fucking love the hurt business nestle I love them they're my favorite thing right now on Ron it's not even close like them and Dominic like give me that the whole show that's all I care about like literally and then obviously getting getting jump oh oh my boy my boy that like the heel turn joining the business I love Shelfie backstage yes. whispering in his ear like I'm watching you bro yeah. and I'm just like oh man. I can see Shelton and Cedric like being forced to be the tag team of this, chasing down the street products of those tag titles, but Shelton not trusting them, and it just being, mm, 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 mm. never mind. It's, I love, I just love the image of those four guys together. MVP like just in the middle with fucking gigantic Lashley and Shelton. Oh my god, the shirts are fucking fire. Their promos are fire. Everything they do is fire. Now they have fucking Cedric to be breaking people's backs. I'm all dude. I am. Whatever the term is for like more than in, I'm fucking super in. I'm all the way in. I'm you're, all the way in. You're all the way up uh, in there. Uh, so look, I will say one saving grace in this entire thing, in my opinion, Shelton Benjamin. You want to know why? Because no. I was watching this and I thought to myself, okay, so the Cedric thing was kind of out of left field, which was great. And I was excited for it. And then of course, you know, he was like, I'm going to be part of it. But Cedric has this very much, and we've talked about the promo skills, and they're pretty much eh. But he did a decent enough job, but Cedric wanted to make it feel like it was real, and he just comes off very, just not genuine when he cuts a promo. Like, he is regurgitating what they say, I'm sure. So for Benjamin to say to him, like, whisper up to him, be like, look, I'm not falling for your fucking shit. You know, I see you. And I, w- I went, thank God he said that. Because that was, in my mind, like, he cut a promo I did not believe uh, and just he well sorry this happened before the promo but I mean just anything all of it and of course it got interrupted by the Vikings and of course everybody's favorite uh, you know Apollo and uh, Rico but uh, it's just it, it I can't even explain this but this the whole point of it made sense because the Hurt Business needed to look good by the end of the night because you know new guy but yeah, and Cedric was the one who did get the pin of this guy. But I will, I do want to go back to what you said because for me, like when the moment was happening, when the turn initially after he beat up, attacked Ricochet and Apollo, they were shocked. But what I did is I was watching the three guys in the hurt business faces because they all told a different story. Shelton in the ring was kind of in disbelief, and also be, he was already telling telling you then story wise, like he's like, I like this, but I don't know if I buy it. MVP was there on the ring, like I told you so, like oh shit, it actually worked. And Lashley was just like, yeah, 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 like cheerleader. And it was just like three different story reactions that perfectly depicts how this interaction is going to go with all three. And it's just like, I thought it was just 
perfect execution on all their parts. Like, I just thought the camera work was perfect to get, like, they, not only did they get, like, Ricochet and Apollo, like, oh, my God, shock spaces, but they individually got all the members of the Hurt Business's reaction. So they were already telling the story that they were going to delve deeper in later in the night. As they say oh, in well. French, magnifique. So Magnifique. Magnifique. Uh, yes, I, I could talk about the Hurt Business all day. I will say one strong thing you've talked about already. I want to see just shirts with just the Hurt Business and not the almighty bad Bobby yeah, Lashley. Give me a shelfy version. You'll yeah. have my money. I'll be, I'd be wearing it yeah. right now. Yeah, it's just, it, it's a lost opportunity for merch, which again, yeah. no big deal. It'll. It, I did I did appreciate they were all wearing uh, gold and black now with actual Hurt Business gear. So oh. that, was, that was a step up. Oh, it's fucking fire, man. It is. It is. Right. It's like, it's fucking fire. I know you've talked oh. about it. I know, I can't stop. I won't stop. Should we get to the heat? Uh, should we get to the heat or do you have more shine? No. Let's just go for it. So I'll start with this. Because, it, it, I mean, so we're in the heat. But, like, I was really excited about the aspect of Black and KO. And I was enjoying it. But what fucking pissed me off is they kept cutting away and coming back to it 10 minutes later. How am I supposed to get momentum for this? Which I understand that's the raw underground thing. But, like, you're supposed to have a fucking finish before you cut back 20 minutes later. I'm supposed to believe that these two are still fucking killing each other that whole time? No, no, no. Fuck you, Shane McMahon. Fuck you. I needed a one long black KO segment in the underground. It was fucking bullshit, man. Because I was loving it. I was digging it. I was into it. And they fucking ruined it. You done? No. Shane McMahon sucks, too. We know Get that. him out of there. We know that. I know. Here's something, again, you've already talked about something that, that really hurts my feelings because this was something that I was very excited about. I, I was intrigued. I was a little boned up because I was like, hey, uh, underground. I was into it. Underground. Into it. You're going to tell me that the street fighter dude with one eye is going to heel kick the guy who's supposed to fight, fight, fight all the time? I'm in. Like This is great. Yep. They even had a segment. This, and this is, <laughs> excuse me, as I choke on my spit because I get excited. Uh they had a segment right before, which this is the part continuity wise pisses me the fuck off, right? So they had KO talking to Shane McMahon, which again, always combative, hilariously good television. The two yes. of them. With, you know, the it's big. Of K- it's only because it's only of KO, but yes. Right, but he's just like, I still don't like you. And uh, yeah, sure, whatever. I'll just. You're a jackass. Yeah. <laughs> like, I just, I love, I love the, the disregard for just anybody that KO comes out when he talks. Yeah, he's the best. But here's, they come back from commercial break. Shane McMahon is in underground while Alistair yeah, Black is doing yep. fucking cartwheels. And they're like, we're waiting on Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens went yep. in the fucking door before yep. you. Yep. So what are we waiting on? Nothing. The only, the only thing that I, could, I, I am. That's why I immediately thought the same thing. The only thing I can think of was like, maybe they have a locker room area and he went and he taped up his hands. And that's what it was. Because that was, because I thought the exact same thing. I'm like, why is Shane in there saying he's waiting for KO? We just saw KO walk in the door. It's before. just stupid. I, it's I was 100% stupid. with you. But I will give them the benefit of the doubt that they have a little locker room area and he had to, like, you know, maybe put some Vaseline on his face. Here's the thing. Tape off his knuckles. Yeah, shit. I don't Here, know. Here's the thing. The fact that we have to do mental gymnastics to paint a picture that doesn't exist so that we can sit there and say this is what happened to make sense of it all shouldn't be something that we have to do on this program or as a fan. We shouldn't have to do that. It, we should be here's, – here's, here's what I want, and I know it's not going to fucking happen. But God damn it, on a wrestling show, can you just fucking put something out there, hold my hand and say, here's what it is, versus me trying to sit there and go, what fucking puzzle piece do I have to put here to get there you, sometimes? But you'd complain about that, too. Then, oh, so I know, because TJ's going to be sitting there. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, but I haven't got that far yet. So the difference between you and the rest of us is like, yes, in that exact moment, it bothered me. But once I got through it, 
and they started fighting. I got. Oh over yeah, it. me too. I know. You don't get over it. For no, you, I did get over that. the whole fucking thing for you. They could have had the fucking no, that's not true. Underground match of the millennium. That's not true. Like I can't believe they did that to Scott. It's such fucking bullshit, motherfuckers. They did it. <laughs> that was awesome. I, we gotta start doing oh. videos because this is like your reaction to some of the shit is so much funnier. Uh, look, I actually enjoyed it. I just it, like you said, you you did all my talking points on it. It's just the cutting away to certain things. It's like, do I really like? If you look at the the cutaways to this shit, is so bizarre. Like it's just, uh, it's How just bizarre. exactly. But it's just I don't get it. I don't get it. Yeah, it, it's it works again. Like I said, for like the ones that have a definitive finish, but for this one, it just. It took all the momentum out of it. That's all for me. Meh. 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 Should we move on? Let's do it. Let's get ready to rerun! WrestleMania. How many times have we seen the Street Profits fight Andrade and Garza? I don't have enough fingers or toes anymore, I don't think. I'm going to have to start using other pieces of my body. Please don't. Unless you've got multiples of something else that we don't know about. And I don't want to know about. Uh, you know, that's the only way you're going to get You know what out. they say about three-fingered Willie? Well, but your name is three-fingered Josh. Jobber alert. Yes. I can I go well. through jobber alerts? Let's do it. All right. Well, first off, let's just have a moment of silence for the amount of jobber alerts I'm about to do. Uh, I think the first thing that I see up on my screen here is that jobber alert Billy Kay, which we knew was going to happen. She Marty Jannettied hard on this one. Peyton Royce. And they gave her shitty music. Peyton got good music. Yeah. They took away Billy's theme, which the Iconics used, which was perfect, and replaced it with generic wrestler 42. It sucks because it was like femme fatale and she had something different on. I'm like, maybe yeah. they thought about it for a quick yeah. no. no. Not even a little job. It's, it's a shame because I do like Peyton's new music. I thought that kind of slapped. And she had a new little dance on the stage, and I was like, oh, okay. Like, she's trying to, you know, she's trying to up yeah, the game. Her, her, and, uh, her and Spears have been practicing on TikTok for months, so they're good. Well, you know, it is what it is. Is what it is. Jobber alert. Shayna of uh, Shania Payne loses very quickly to a handicapped, uh, I'm sorry, not handicapped. A, she loses because she was handicapped against the Riot Squad. And I'll, I'll even throw in Naya for the dropper alert because technically before the lights went out, she was going to eat a pin too because they made it seem like Liv was going to beat her. So I'm going to give her a dropper alert as well. There's also, you know, that, that poor janitor that got roughed up uh, earlier in the night by uh, MVP because, you know, MVP has to do all that stuff. So Hell yeah, baby. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Was Natty and Lana a dropper alert? Uh, like sorry, Angel, Angel Garza and Andrade lost in three minutes or less, so that's a dropper yeah. alert. I believe Natty, uh, yes, Natty and... What's her face? Actually, no. I'm excuse me. That was that match went longer than five minutes. Can you oh, believe that? Longer than five minutes. I, WrestleMania was about ten seconds for me because uh, I had a little remote out and I was. Oh, I don't. I totally did it. I don't you, doubt you it. You didn't even watch. I acted it out for you. Well, I'm sorry. Time. I have to keep this bus going. All right. I'm the I'm the captain of the ship as opposed to told well, you the co-captain. Well, the bus. I'm about to drive it off the tracks, WrestleMania. Yep. Because after that fucking first job alert that I referenced. We got the B2BI, baby. The brand to brand invitational. Stop it. So we've changed from the wild card rule. We've changed from what was the thing they announced like four months ago that they did like You twice? get four chances to yeah, come. What did they call it? They had a different name yes. for that as well. And now we have this. It's like, excuse me. I'm going to look right at you, Nestle, but I'm talking to WWE. Fuck off, you stupid motherfuckers. End quote. Was that directed directly at uh, Mr. TJ of the JK? 
No, because he's not the only one thinks it. Here's the so here's the flaw. Here's the flaw with it. So I don't mind people occasionally jumping around, but this is how you sell it. You have a show on Raw, you have a show on SmackDown, you have a show on NXT. You have championships for those shows. If you want to fight for those championships on those shows, you have to go to that show. So I was fine with Sasha Banks. Oh, she's fighting for the Raw Women's title? She's going to go to fucking Raw. Also, they're the tag team champions. They should be in all the shows. We're just going to get back to what we're going to get to here with the tag teams. But it's also just like, I don't mind guys jumping around. Because say, we're so fucking sick of seeing the same fucking people on Raw fight over and over again. It's like, okay, well, how about this? Heavy Machinery is not getting a shot at the SmackDown tag team titles. They show up on fucking Raw and they fight for the Raw tag team title. You know what I mean? I don't mind that. I just hate when they start doing it. What I don't need is when, if they get to this and be like, oh, Roman Reigns is the champion of SmackDown. He's going to Raw for fun. No, I don't need that. He's the champion of SmackDown. People come to him. But it's just, they've got themselves in such a corner with the wild card, with all these like forced little bullshit names and rules that it just fucking convolutes it, makes it dumb and stupid. Fucking merge these two fucking titles. Get it over with. Like, I fucking, here's the thing. Because you and TJ were fighting a lot on Twitter about it. But one thing got me. Because everyone always says it. Cesaro and Nakamura are underutilized. I don't think they are. I think they're just boring. And I like both those guys. I've always been a Cesaro guy. But you know why they don't get more opportunities in WrestleMania? Because they're fucking boring. Nakamura, the best thing about him was their entrance. They took that away. Now what is he? What is he? He's a sidekick to the bad joke. Exactly. They had to stick him in a fucking tag team. He was okay with Sami Zayn. Know why? Because Sami Zayn's interesting. Cesaro is fantastic in the ring. But the minute that motherfucking opens his mouth, all I hear Vince McMahon say, Pussy! He sounds like a pussy. <laughs> and I agree. I'm sorry. It's yeah. end rant. But it's just like, back to this fucking brand to brand shit. Fucking sucks. Fuck off. No, look, okay. I, we, and for those of you that actually want some entertainment value, is, uh, you know, JC was putting up the popcorn gifs. Uh, it, it drives me insane because it's, again, it's wearing, it's trying to present something in a different mask. It's like a wolf in sheep's clothing. We already know what it is. We already know how what the outcome is going to be, and it's not going to be good. Now, TJ is going to have a fucking conniption when he listens to this portion of the fucking program. <laughs> so my opinion to TJ would be, don't listen to your children and don't listen to your wife. Go in the fucking garage and scream at me if you want to, TJ. But listen, yes. I know that both tag tag divisions suck. Yes, JC already said, let's merge them. We know that's not going to fucking happen. But what I was saying specifically about the brand to brand invitational is that this will not work because it's never going to work because we've seen it three, four or five different times in different iterations where, again, it's not going to work. Now, yes, you might be an NXT homer. You might be a WWE homer. So you're a little bit more positive than your man, Nestlemania. And that's perfectly fine because that's what you are. And I'm not going to make you change. However... You can't tell me, you cannot sell to me that the brand to brand invitational is going to make anything but dog shit for us. You, you, there's no way. Okay, here's the other thing too. Brand to brand invitational would be, hey, you know what? If you're not going to merge these championships, put them on the line anyway, just to make the point of that the invitational meant something. Other than that, it's dog shit because otherwise you're just having people cross, like JC said, over for no reason. Like, oh, I guess I'm not doing anything on SmackDown because it's only two hours. There's another hour that I'm going to just shove myself into Raw. It, it makes no sense. And yes, people are underutilized. And I know that's going to be something that TJ says. And I understand that. But it's they've never, in my opinion, used this particular format and made somebody out of something. They've never done it and they won't do it because they get in their own way about it. 
So, yes, I would like to have more interjections with NXT people. I would love to have new blood in there. And I know he's going to say, this is new blood. This is new blood. It isn't, though. So that's the thing. It's like, this is the problem in their flaw. They take these things like the wild card rule. And they're like, okay. And I, I love Charlotte Flair. But they're like, I'm going to use it for Charlotte Flair. Oh, someone who already gets a shit ton of TV time. So, in fact, this fucking wild card rule isn't creating new opportunities. It's giving the people who already have all the opportunities on Raw, giving it to them on SmackDown. So we're taking this brand-to-brand invitational. You're not taking Lucha House Party. You're not taking Miz and Morrison. You're not taking Heavy Machinery, which, by the way, are actual tag teams on SmackDown. You're taking the fucking champions who already get TV time and are already over because WrestleMania, what are they? They're fucking champions. And you're sending the champions to feud with the champions with no intent of merging the titles. Waste of fucking time. Just like fucking, guess what's in the fucking, what, two months? Survivor Series. Guess what we're probably going to see? Tag team versus tag team champions. Fuck you. Fuck off. Fuck all. Fuck you, fuck, fuckaroo. Fucking fuck, WrestleMania. Fuck. We both. I don't know how else to say it. No, I, I listen. I'm surprised you're not necessarily on my side, but I'm surprised. I'm not really on your side. I'm more of just. I'm in that happy meeting of you two, but I'm just. I'm like burying TJ's man points, so I do. I feel kind of bad, but it is what it is, man. Call it like I see it. Today, TJ, you will find out that JC is Nestle adjacent. Well, yeah, we're kind of on the same parallel line, but we don't plan on intersecting. You know, never cross. Iron fist. All right. Well, anyway, that was uh, a nice little spew. We can get that over with now. All right. Uh, I need to have coffee today, and I'm fired up. I know. That's the kind of thing we get going on there. Uh, let's move on. Let's move on. Look, our truth has a thing of ninjas in the restaurant. That was fun. That's what the 24-7 title is. Didn't bother me. Didn't love it, but didn't bother me. Here's something, that, as we talked about, that we they blow freeloads everywhere on Monday Night Raw. Mickey and Asuka had a tag match against, you know, we talked about Natty and Lana, the TikTok twins, and they lost pretty quickly, even though it was the strange bedfellow, sorry, the strange bedfellow thing they normally do with the people who are going to face each other. But they're giving it away next week. They're giving it away next week, so, and we assume it's going to have some schmas anyway. But this is what I fucking hate, Nestlemania. This is why I love Mickey James, and I want her to get this opportunity. But it's just like, she just came in, uh, I was just like, can we have a fucking number one contender match for any of these titles that are being defended besides the main one? Like, it just, I don't know. It, it's whatever. It's just, I, it, it just, I don't know. I just, I don't like it. I don't like it. I don't like it. What else to say? I'm just going to no, be a I, little bitch about it. I don't like it. No, look, nobody likes it. Nobody enjoys this aspect. I mean, nobody wants Lana and Natty on television. You know, Ooh. that's how they, with Natty. Natty. That's how she is. But look. At least we didn't get a Keith Lee promo this this week, so that was good. You know, that way I could Stop make fun it. of that. Stop it! That's no. where I draw the line. You leave us to bask in his glory. Bask in his glory until the music's cut. You know, that's exactly what it's going to be. Look, no, there's so much garbage that I'm sitting there going, one hour, two hour raw, especially during COVID. Like I'm okay with it. No, I, I, I know they can't for sponsorship and advertising. I and I know yeah. it's never going to fucking happen. But God damn it. Like, it would be if so much better. If you want all better. these motherfuckers to stay employed, I know. you need that extra I know, hour. I know. Especially right now without ticket sales. But I, I have a question about this because yep. I'll give them credit for this. It wasn't something that I thought of doing, but I thought it just made Liv and Ruby look weak. Two two-on-one handicap matches. So clearly this is going to be the match at Clash of Champions. But, like, you're starting off the feud like this telling me that, like, 
each of them are going to fight individually, which I get, I get why they're doing it, but it's just like, I'm, I'm already looking at it. And I'm seeing two of the smallest women on the roster against two of the fucking behemoth superpowers. So you're already telling me, like, it's going to be a mismatch. But then you're really going over the top to hype it with two, two two-on-one handicap matches. I was just curious your thoughts on that, because for me, it was just like, it's different. I give him credit for that. It's not the standard, like, single match thing, but it's, I don't know. So I, I understand where you're coming from, although if we yeah. did a flip-flop, we'd say, wait a minute, Naya can beat these two little shits. So I don't know necessarily what, it's like the shoe's on the other foot. Like, it's 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 2020. It doesn't. It doesn't really matter well, I either way. Mean, I mean more of like booking it, like the perception when I when because yeah, the but, minute, you, but here's had, the on the flip side. But here's, here's my problem. They had the backstage segment after they showed me the full screen of what was happening. So I was just like, okay, we have Shayna versus a tag team by herself, but I didn't have any like context why. So my immediately first thought was, well, you clearly don't think these two are that good if you don't if you have to if you think they're only equal one of them. Which if they would have done the backstage segment first with uh, Adam Pierce, Mr. TV time himself, Adam Pierce, then maybe I wouldn't have immediately gone to that. But since they started with that, it immediately put that negative stigma in my mind. And that's not necessarily wrong. I will say that the segment was beforehand, though. It was before the no, handicap. They no, showed, they, they showed the full screen. In the segment, they booked the second, the Naya portion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I understand. That's so, what I mean. So it already, I had already seen. I was like, huh. I was like, well, okay. I, the, they did save it with the one line where he said, well, Naya, Naya thinks you can do it. So, I mean, like, and it's certain, like... It, yes, it's, but it's my hard, initial but, point is the, the my initial perception was already ruined. No, and, and that, you know that, that, I mean? that's totally valid. If they had done that first, it would have been fine. I never would have thought of that's it. That's valid, but, but I will say this much: like I think uh, I would be on this program if uh, if they buried uh, not buried is a stupid word because nobody's buried. But uh, you know, if they had live Except and for AJ Styles. Oh yeah, of course he's making millions of dollars and having you a lot of fun. Got buried by the Undertaker, bro, at WrestleMania. Oh uh, okay. Anyway, uh, back to current day, not job, geriatric jobber. I will say this much. I was surprised that they won, which again, roll up, who gives a shit? But on the upside of that, at least we'll have some sort of, you know, just, just dissension between the two. I will say we'll probably get in. This is a good way to, to uh, you know, minutia into uh, the retribution stuff. But they didn't have uh, a definitive thing, but they looked like Liv was going to beat Naya. But as we talked about on this program before, and TJ and, you know, Ray Ray and DQ and, and, and Joe and everybody else in that thread, when you got a Samoan bloodline, you do not lose for free. So, sorry, guys. She's that much better. And she's not like most girls. So you can put it in your pipe and smoke her. She does suck, though. She's not like that. most girls. Yeah. No, okay, whatever. Fuck but yeah, you brought, you, brought up the, you brought up Voldemort. The fucking word. Those fucking Beetlejuice, losers. Beetlejuice, Beetlejuice. Ugh. So... So here's here's what I'm curious about because I think this is going to be a bad segment because I think that we're going to be on the same wavelength here because a lot of people were like that was the best promo Retribution has ever done and it's totally got <laughs> okay, me well, back yeah, on. It's their first promo, so congrats. Well, it's got them back into it is what they were saying. That was the way well, they were I'm saying. Cu- I'm I'm curious why. You, so immediately what put me out of this? This whole Retribution faction has always just been about chaos and just destroying things, but they have fucking logos now. That just doesn't fit with what they're supposed to be. They're suddenly like, like they had like the fucking Titan Tron shit. And I was just immediately, I was like, okay, it's getting WWE now. It's one of the, this always happens with this. It's just like, I didn't believe it before, but now it's just like, okay, now they're a part of the show because they have logos and whatever. They're not just like breaking shit. They're at, you know, so immediately I was already like, oh boy, here we go. I guess I'll listen to what they have to say because maybe they're finally moving this forward. But then they talked. 
and it still did nothing for me. So people were very impressed with the, you know, the <laughs> why? Whatever. They just so here's here's my here's my aspect of it, and like people are gonna say, oh, it's because you gripe, you gripe about everything, and I do. I I honestly I, I know I understand that. I I will say this much: <laughs> I want this to succeed in a very very hard way, but it's just it's so hard for me to watch this. Here's here's what I had a problem with. Obviously, it's Jack, You know, like that's what everybody's saying. No, yeah. on the side. most obvious one, which group. is fine. Yeah. Again, I'm excited for that. Like, let's do it, right? But I'm fine with him being part of it. Right. So yeah. here's here's what I have an issue with is just like the we talk about a lot in wrestling. To me, when and I tell people this all the time when we're booking things on a lower level, the only things that ever catch fire, the only things that ever matter, are people who make a connection, people who become authentic. That's it. Whether you are authentic asshole or you're authentic babyface, you whether you're Corbin and people boo you because you're just a piece of shit, or you're Daniel Bryan and you just you never give up. Like the people that are effective the most are people who have authenticity and a real feeling grassroots with this. But with retribution, when I was watching this, I was like, okay, the woman's talking and she sounds like she's reading a script. Okay, and then. Dijak got in there with and he, you know, he read a script about being into this and that. He was using here's here's the thing. I know that you want to convey that this group is intelligent and that they have a purpose, but based on what they said, they use vernacular. As I'm making a point right now, I'm using words that not everybody is going to understand. They're not creating a message that is going through to an entire arena that's not really there or everybody at home it sounded like they were looking at a dictionary or a thesaurus and went yes let's try all these fucking big words so that they can make a fucking point and at the end of it yes you might call me stupid but i was sitting there trying to listen to their promo going what the fuck did they just say like they like they, they were empty words that made it feel hollow for what their purpose was. Like, this was a huge moment for them. This was their mission statement. And when Michael Cole had to come out of break or whatever commercial or whatever the fuck they did, if it, maybe it was right afterwards, but he was basically trying to make what they said more relatable or more authentic to make the point hidden home. And it, he didn't do it. He couldn't do it because there was nothing said. It was just like, they forgot about us. And we're going yeah, to run so, rough shot. So, like, li literally, you could draw that comparison without them opening their mouth. I was hoping for something specifically written in here, like, it's not going to be over until the retribution is going to be in the veins of all. Uh, it felt, honestly, it felt like, as I'm speaking right now, it made me feel like I was the ultimate warrior. It was like, and when the lawnmowers run over me, and I will come down from the clouds, I will get my retribution. <laughs> Oh. That's what it felt like. That's what it fucking felt like to me. Don't tell me it was good. Don't because it can't. Don't look over here because I just. So I'm. I was listening to it. And the only like thing I took away was they said how like the company like left them behind. So I was like, okay, listen, makes sense that these are people who were fired who came back. But judging by who we're seeing here, it's like these are just the people who aren't good enough to be champions in the face of NXT, and I would also be jobbers on the main roster. And yes, so you're banding them together. But why would they have a reason to be upset? The only logical way for it to work is that if you completely kill kayfabe and be like, they're booked to lose because WWE doesn't see anything in them. But then you're admitting that your product is scripted. So they can't be that angle. So instead, you just have a bunch of people who aren't good enough because that's what we've been told and how it is that are just that are blaming the company for their shortcomings. So... Look in the mirrors, Retribution. Maybe you just aren't fucking good enough. I'm sorry. 
Dijak, you're great. But you're not fucking Keith Lee. You're not Finn Balor. You're not Adam Cole. So guess what? They have to call you up because they don't know what else to do with you in NXT because you become irrelevant. Sorry. And I'm picking on Dijak. I think he's great. He's probably the best part of this group. But that's the only person we definitely know who's in it. There's rumors about every other mediocre NXT superstar that isn't good enough to be a champion. Vink or bust, right? Give me Shane Thorne and Vink, right? right. Shane Thorne's definitely in it because you want to talk about mediocrity. It's Shane motherfucking Thorne. If Vanilla was a wrestler, he'd be Shane Thorne. Which it's is, a shame because he looks so cool. Worker. He looks so but there cool. Is just, he's God, just not, it's not even his fault. Not. I bet it really isn't. It just no, it drives not. me it's just, insane. Not, he doesn't have the like the, like you said the character that you need to be something. You so need he to needs connect. to be in it. Yeah. I don't know. I just I don't want to spend too much time on this, but it's just it drove me fucking insane when I was watching. I literally had to watch that promo three times, and it wasn't because I didn't understand it. It just Good for you. I didn't. It just, Once I saw it, I was like, oh, I was a waste of my time. I just Next. I can't. I just I can't do it. I fucking yeah. can't do it. All right. Anyway, that's pretty much everything I think heat related. Let's get hopeful, shall we? Glorious. You are my only hope. Nestlemania. There is something that we didn't leave off when we talked about SmackDown because I'm going to talk about it right now. We had a lady promo on Ooh. SmackDown. Saw some high heels, some legs, the bottom of a fancy dress. Emelina! You know, that isn't a thing. But this could obviously be a lot of things. But Nestlemania, you know what my hope's going to be. What color was that dress? Red? No. Purple? Purple. It's interesting you said red, because I think you know where my mind is going. The last time we saw this wonderful person, it was all red everything. But since then... She uh, met up with Big Brother and became all purple everything. So immediately, my hope is like, my God, give me Eva Marie. Bring her back. She literally had an interview last week where she said she had unfinished business with WWE and that when Triple H called, she would pick up that phone and answer it because everyone needs some Eva in their life. We need her fucking uh, PA announcer guy coming with her. So that's what my hope is in WrestleMania. I fucking want it to be a Eva Marie. Hashtag JC knows. Hashtag JC hopes come true. Who I actually think it is, though. Some people are saying, like I think you said, maybe Chelsea Green. Yeah. I think we're all going to be disappointed. It's going to be Vanessa motherfucking Bourne. So look, <laughs> Which I don't know if any of you have seen her matches at, matches at NXT, but uh, not great, Bob. No, that's not great. And there's a lot of things on NXT that I was like, okay, like, I wouldn't even be opposed to making it, it won't be, but I would be from the, and here's TJ going, you don't even watch NXT, but I do, so fuck you, I do, I just don't watch it in a timely manner, uh, but I, I, I don't like Robert Stone, but I really love Aaliyah, I think she's oh, great. I love Robert Stone. So, that He's whole, great. that whole thing, like, I, and I know it's too early, but I would love to see that get elevated to Raw, because, or SmackDown, because it's just, it's a very TV-friendly thing to do, like, and I appreciate it. Um, but I, I, I 100% think that with my detective hat on, it looked like it could be Vanessa Bourne, but I have a tendency to believe that it's Chelsea just because it Chelsea has, would be a much better choice. Chelsea than Vanessa would be Bourne. a much better choice based on the work. However, I also think that here's the thing that I, and I'm grasping at straws when the being detective Nestle portion of this, but I will say that, uh, she was wearing, uh, it was, looked like it was faux fur, maybe real fur that she was dragging with her heels. And if you go back to impact or TNA, she was the hot mess and she had all that stuff on. So, so I think that it could be an interesting callback into this entire whole thing. Do you remember Vanessa Bourne NXT? She wore fur. That was, like I know, thing. but I'm trying she to like sexy her, this up more like because I don't want it to be her. And then Aaliyah joined her and they were the bougie tag team that jobbed out to everyone. 
We're all going to be disappointed, but God damn it, give me Eva Marie. Please. Eva Marie. Eva Marie. Oh. We'll not be here tonight. One of the greatest women's wrestlers of all time. <laughs> I'm just distancing myself from that comment, so. You're socially distancing yourself from that comment? A 10-foot pole isn't close enough. It's, it, oh. It'd be farther away, I mean, rather. It, it, it's that bad. I'm losing my voice. Anyway, my hope this week is uh, very specific as we watch Cedric the Sports Entertainer become part of the Hurt Business. I thought to myself, hmm, this is like, this is good. I, this, is, this, is, this has got a lot of meat on the bone. And I thought to myself, here's what I want. I want Cedric Alexander to finally, not just because he deserves it, but because I believe, yes, the promo skills need work, but I think that this entire faction, depending on how long he stays in it, will give him what he needs, hopefully, to get him to that next level. And I believe that that next level will be that Cedric Alexander will become the United States champion. However, however, as JC had eloquently put early in this program, that there were three different reactions when he joined. This, when he turns, will have three different things. We'll have him beat MVP with no big problem. We'll have him deal with a little problem that Shelty B. No, I'm sorry. Whoa. And then wow. we'll get to the point where he's going to be that underdog and he's going to beat Bobby Lashley. Now, it might take him a while, but I think he's going to systematically ruin the Hurt Business from the inside out. I think he's going to get MVP to stick with him. He's going to get Shelton Benjamin to be like, dude, I've been here before him. Why are you cutting me out of this? And I think there's going to be a lot of things where Shelton B is going to get shunned out of the Hurt Business, and then we're going to get stuck with the three. Then, you know, Cedric's doing this, rubbing his hands together, going, okay, I got down to two, got that, got two. Then he's going to get to a point where it's going to be Bobby Lashley, and he's going to have to pick Cedric, and he's going to find some way to have MVP in his corner, and he's going to beat Bobby Lashley because there's going to be some, boom, combustible element. Then it's going to come down to just MVP and Cedric Alexander, and he's going to go, Psh, I can beat P all day. And he will, and he will get rid of the Hurt Business. They will all have infighting, and they will all spin out into each other and have something. I just booked six months of fucking television in 45 minutes. There you go. Whew, I'm done. That's my hope. Hashtag Nestle's hopes come true. Hashtag Nestle knows. Hashtag Nestle's business is booming. Thank you. So here, I'm, I'm going to shit on this quickly. Uh -huh. So first of all, a hope should not be to break up the hurt business, first of all, so fuck you. Second of all, there's no fucking way Vince books that much power for Cedric Alexander. No, I'm just, it's a hope, goddammit. I know it is. I told you, I was just going to shit on it. I, I, I acknowledge that <sighs> you upset me so much. I listen. Don't, I don't call even... it a comeback. He's been here for years. I'm going to pull an audible Nestlemania because it's not a he. My comeback is a she. And it's going to Thunder Rosa. We have not got to see her in a while because NWA is not shooting. But she was at AWO. Had the match of the night against Hikaru Shida. This match ruled. I'd like to see it again. Shida did retain. But I'll give it to Thunder Rosa because she was back on our TV, baby. Like that, huh? Make huh? sure that you understand to go follow Thunder Rosa 22 on Twitter because she is a hashtag friend of the knocker and definitely always enjoys us on Instagram as well. So I will always put over the Thunder Rosa. I so. love cheap plugs. It's true, especially old men who probably need cheap plugs. My comeback this week oh is, well, you might get there someday. My oh. comeback this week, are you sitting down or are you standing? I can't really see. I'm sitting. You're sitting on the couch. Okay. So are you ready for this? My comeback this week goes to... Dominic Mysterio. Now, so this is a moment of growth for you. I'm excited to listen. So, 
Yes, I know I give him a lot of shit. Yes, he's 19 years old. All that crap aside, yes, we know. I'm, and here's where we know that it's going to be Danny and Ray and, and TJ and all the flip-floppers and the jobber knocker. Oh, sorry, they're going to call me a flip-flopper. <laughs> I apologize. They're going to tell me I'm a flip-flopper. Uh, they are going to tell me that I'm a poser, flip-flopper, all that stuff, which is it. See, I'm not on, I'm not on, I'm not on board. <laughs> Anyone a poser in I don't know. I know, right? <laughs> You're a poser. You're a poser. As long as they don't call me a wrestling hipster, I'll be fine. But oh my god! But I will say this much: he did a lot in this match that I was like, okay, good. He did something different. He did a little bit different. Uh, you told that spot right there at the beginning of the night. That was a kaboom of the week, right there. That was fun to watch. He made me a believer, and I think the um, I don't even know any other way to say it, but the garnish of the Mysterio family being on outside is just. So much better to protect him. Oh, love like, it. So I'm not in love with the kid. I'm just giving him a, a one-week reprieve from the Nestle bitching because I think he did an outstanding job this week. So I will say, calling myself on the carpet, there's no way that I can even make fun of this kid. He did an amazing job. That crossbody was FUD-like, but uh, he did a great job. And uh, so for all the people in Dobbernocker land, uh, you can go fuck yourself for the week. There you go. All right. Well, on that note, it's time to finish. And Nestlemania... Uh, I mentioned it there in my comeback, but uh, what were your overall thoughts and what you saw from All Out? To be honest with you, I didn't see all of All Out, so I can't uh, sit there and eloquently say everything. I can, I've can i seen everything in uh, certain things. I think the first thing that comes to mind is that Matt Hardy thing uh, that I did see. That was pretty rough. Uh, no yep. one wants to see anybody get hurt like that. Uh, I think, again, it's been a discussed at nauseum. Obviously, the doctor may have needed to get involved and didn't at the time. Tony Khan may have covered himself, you know, Rebby Sky, uh, obviously, I think we got sent something in the middle of uh, our discussion here. But uh, there's just a lot going on here where I just, I don't know. I'm just not a, a big fan of a lot of things that, you know, it's gruesome and they continue. Like, I'm, I'm all yes. for, like, human beings first, no matter what. So when I saw that, I thought they could have added another table in the back because they could have probably thought to themselves, maybe we're going to overshoot this. Let's break our fall instead of boom, smack dab, whack. Um, and then of course the finish was a less of a kaboom. So it's like you already had a, a crescendo and you kept going and it made it worse and Matt couldn't even stand. It was just, it was rough to watch. And again, this is the problem. And this is going to give a lot more ammo to our, our record breaking AEW, uh, hater Ray Ray of the JK. Follow him on Twitter. Uh, he hates AEW with a passion cause he's a WWE Homer, but, uh, I just, you can't get into that without thinking that wouldn't happen in WWE because they care. Not saying AEW doesn't care as much. I'm just it saying was reckless. It, was it was reckless. It was reckless and it's abandonment and it's the and I understand it's what makes them amazing. It's what makes them terrible in this instance is the freedom of it, which is normally what we want in this particular case. You need some type of standards and practices for certain. It's things. one of those things where the doctor asked Matt Hardy if he was okay, and Matt Hardy, being a performer like many performers would say. Yeah, I'm fine. But that is where you step in and be like, no, you're not. Take a seat. And uh, you see it in sports literally all the time. It was just time for a timeout. But that was definitely the low point of the show. I thought overall the show mostly sucked. But my shiniest part was probably the Orange Cassidy-Chris Jericho match. I had a lot of fun watching this. I uh, I thought it would be good, but I didn't think it would be this fun. Cassidy dunking Jericho into Mimosa was fucking brilliant, as I thought it would be. I loved it. Um, so I thought this was the perfect capper to this feud, which has literally been a long one, but it has been one of the better long-term feuds flushed out. So I think that was definitely a positive from the show. I'm happy FTR won the titles, but that match, man, was not good. That was a terrible match. 
Absolutely yeah. drizzling shits. I just, I couldn't believe. Now, normally everybody gives me shit for being negative, and I was sitting there going, maybe I'm missing something. Like, maybe I'm just not there. You were not. <laughs> but the general consensus was that this was probably the worst revival match that we had ever seen. Honestly, I just, yeah. I, I'm so bummed because of what the, like, I think Dom said it in the thread, which is the, the four people in there. Yeah, it's four yeah. of the best. Like, you're talking about Kenny Omega and Adam Page, who could be two of the best single stars. And you're talking about the best tag team on the planet in the Revival, or FTR. So, yeah, I know it was. But I will say, like, the overall action theme that we got out of it is the FTR is the undefeated champion. But also, we got the tease of Kenny Omega, which a lot of people are excited for in WrestleMania. The cleaner, is he back? I hope so, because he's already on the webpage as the cleaner. So that means pretty much, yeah, he is. So, you know. Okay. Uh, so the other things from the show, obviously, with Mox Retained, uh, by cheating, by actually using the paradigm shift against MJF, I liked it. I thought this match was fine. It wasn't anything amazing, but I thought it was probably Mox's best match as champion with That's everything going much, on. No, I know, and I, I, I admit that. That's why I say this wasn't anything special, but at the same time, I did enjoy this, and I also think it was the right call. I kind of want to see MJF do what he does best. He does like, he does bitch and complain better than everybody else, so I, I understand. So here like, you go. I understand that it, it worked out perfectly. I'm just, I think I'm ready for something else than John Moxley right now. I think John Moxley needs to take that belt, give it to somebody that can use it. Because usually they say, you know, there, there's two different trains of thought. Either the person makes the belt or the belt makes the person. In this particular case, obviously Jericho and Moxley have made the belt. But now it might be time to have the belt make the man, which MJF is there. He doesn't need a belt, obviously. I just think that it, so, it, it will sail him above wherever he needs to be above everybody else. So... Jumping off that, there is a new number one contender. The man who won the Casino Battle Royal, Lance Archer, who I like I've never I've never been fully into since he's shown up. It's been mostly waiting to see. I thought he's had a very strong couple of weeks. I think him and Jake the Snake are hitting their stride. Is he the guy? No. No, I don't think so either. But honestly, WrestleMania, I think the the money that you have now here down the line, it's Mox versus the cleaner and the cleaner beating Mox. I think that's where this is headed. I think that's where the money's at, honestly, for what the fans want to see. I don't see. think they have a big enough heel besides MJF right now. That's so what I'm saying. We're, we're, in, we're in a Kenny holding Omega. pattern. We're in a holding pattern, I, I think. If I had to guess, Moxley's going to hold on to that champion. I don't even know when. Is 2021. November, is November the fucking next one? I don't yeah, know. it's not changing there. Maybe, like, I'm, I think First maybe episode the, back into a quarantine-free zone, maybe, in January or February. So 2022. Yeah, thanks. <laughs> the fucking Spanish no, I, I, I think it'll be whatever their first big show of 2021 is. I think that'd be enough time to possibly get there with an Omega Moxley because obviously they had the big feud before they sniffed the belts. But I think now with Omega with the character possible character change, I think that a lot of people would want to see that, and I think those two could be pretty money together. If I would say, you know, for me, I'm, I'm not a huge Cody fan anymore, but I know he can't battle for the DAEW championship. But I think if he did turn heel based on everything that's going on here. It would be nice to see Cody against Moxley, but I don't even know if that that would styles clash wise work. I I don't know. So that's why their pay per view suck, Nestle, because Cody, the best wrestler in the world, wasn't there. But that's neither there. But apparently, I was reading a little thing. Apparently, the reason he's off TV is he's uh, he's working on a project with his own buddy, uh, the Arrow. There, Stephen Amell wanted him in a show that he's doing and, or a movie. And uh, apparently, this might be what Mister Rhodes is up to. So it might be a lengthy absence here for the face of the company. Yeah. I think it's a big deal because honestly, I, I mean, he's if we if we look back at every one of AEW's pay per views like that were very very good, and obviously a big part of it is the fans and whatever. But pretty much every single one, he was involved in the best match on those shows for a reason because he's the best they have. 
So it's a lot. It's just like the same thing when WWE is missing one of their top guys. You feel it? AEW is feeling it. So this is, you're right. They need to start elevating these second-tier guys that they brought in that they've been telling us have so much potential. It's like, okay, show it to us. Mm-hmm. Pull the trigger on a Darby Allen. Pull the trigger on Lance Archer. Make me not think Brian Cage is just a fucking useless. You know right. what I mean? Or, yeah. or how about this? Pull the trigger on Omega and Page. These two guys that like, like the indie world, but like bring them to the next level. Get them finally in superstar status as opposed to just like nice indie stars. Like let's show everyone like we're starting, like I'm starting to see it. Like Hangman, we both is one of our favorites now. But like at first we're just like, but it's like, show the world, man. Show the world. It's time. They got an opportunity. See if they take it. Yeah, I just, I think AEW definitely has a lot of amazing things going on, but there is a lot. There's like a traffic jam. It's just like, they've got a lot of the same, and we've talked about this at Anauseum. They've they've got a lot of the same people at the same level, and they've done nothing, with the exception of Orange Cassidy, which I wouldn't mind seeing Orange Cassidy, you know, go up against and maybe defeat um, Brody Lee. Brody Lee. That would be, and so that's that's another thing. So I'm glad you brought up Brody Lee because I'm a big Dark Order shitter on her, but they pulled the trigger on the Dark Order finally a couple weeks ago, and it worked. Because it was, again, you have, we talk about all the time, everyone's in a pod. They plucked them out of the pool, and they're like, Brody, you are going to murder Cody. And it elevated Brody where I'm looking at it now. I'm like, that was impressive. I am buying this. This is working, even though they're still not my favorite besides Anna Jay, who's amazing. They're like, this, they elevated them. They brought them to the next level. Can they do that with other people now is what we need. Yeah, I... I... I don't know. I, I definitely have a problem with watching AEW sometimes only because I feel as if I'm watching something that I don't know. Like, I think one of the bad parts about AEW is specifically is that it, it's, it's for the wrestlers by wrestlers, which again is usually better, which is great. But I think that the one thing that as much as I think that Vince McMahon is out of touch on a lot of things, he at least knows how to make it a global thing. He knows how to, yes. how, how to touch more people with the reaction and, and maybe Tony Khan and other people will get there in time. But right now Vince McMahon could go. And this is, this is his magic, right? He's Walt Disney to WWE. He just, he can find some schmo on the, he took Ellsworth and it was nothing. And may, and I mean, it's not, it's part of the, the, the people that are in it too, but you can take yeah. somebody that's nothing in WWE and make them matter in a matter of a second. AEW doesn't have that yet. They don't have the ability to find somebody like they've done it great with Orange Cassidy, but it's taken what two, three months. So they're getting there, and they're getting there. They're not going to find it overnight, and that's fine. And I have to be patient about it. But there, I just don't have the confidence in them yet because they have not proven to me as a viewer that they can find a way to make somebody a legitimate, and I'm talking about a legitimate star, like flat out from scratch absolute scratch and hangman's getting there but he's still got like six months to a year before i consider him a star agree so that's pretty much all so, i do um ready for an nxt minute because uh it's actually tonight tuesday we're recording on tuesday so it's possible you can listen to this after the fact but that's mania nxt championship match tonight adam cole baby versus finn balor the prince who you got i believe the prince will take this one home thank you let's go boom it's time it's time. I think we're in agreement. Um, uh, I don't know if you'll be watching, but I will uh, be watching at some point. I kind of have a busy life, so I'll watch it when I'm, you know, up at 5 <laughs> o'clock in the morning. Nestle does not watch NXT. Confirm, TJ. There you go. Oh, stop. I do watch it on the weekends. It's just way six days after the fact, probably. But, you know. Nestle would rather watch Impact, AEW Dark, New Japan, Ring of Honor. 
NWA, which isn't even shooting before he watches NXT, is what he's trying to say. It's the drizzling shits. Is that what I'm say? <laughs> Shots fired. All right, that's all I needed. I gotta just say it, just so it aggravates TJ. It's just so Jobberknocker.com. That's the website. You can read about NXT, AW, and Impact from our boys, uh, TJ, Joe, and Dom, who do great stuff every week. That website is a great website. You should go to it all the time because it's awesome. You should also rate us five stars, five frames on iTunes, Google Play, Anchor, Spotify, Stitcher, archived on YouTube. Goes a long way. So hook your brothers up. Uh, Twitter at Jabberknocker, at Nessamania, at JC of the JK, at DQ of the JK, at Ray of the JK, at BillyD2411, at JoePog47, at TJ of the JK, at The Real Deal B Cox, at Dommy Feds. 33. 33. There you go. See, I knew it, but I wasn't fully. I, it's, it's new, man. Muscle memory. Work Muscle it, work memory. It Facebook job or knocker. Instagram job or knocker because we're everywhere you want to be on motherfucking social media. Believe that. This is my yard. This is my house. Ooh. All right. You done? Yeah. The guy. The gray area. <sighs> Anyway, what's that called from now on? What the gray <laughs> area? Gray. The gray area. The gray area. Ooh, uh? uh on that note, we will be back next week with more jobber knockery. And hopefully some Eva Marie. <laughs> <laughs>